Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Pirkei Avot. Today we are working on the fifth chapter, Mishnah 11. Pirkei Mishnah Yud Aleph. Arba Midot Bedeot. Noach Lechotz Venoach Leratzot. Yatsa Hefsedo Bescharo. Kashel Lechotz Vekashel Leratzot. Yatsa Scharo Behefsedo. Kashel Lechotz Venoach Lerasot, Hasid. Noach Lechotz Vekashel Leratzot, Rasha. So says the Mishnah, there are four types of personalities. There's the person who is Noach Lechotz, he gets angry very easily. Venoach Leratzot, he's very easy to appease. Says the Mishnah about such a person, Yatsa Hefsedo Bescharo. He loses, right, the reward that he would get for being appeased easily because he's angered easily. And it's an offset. Okay, person is very difficult to make that person angry. Personality type B, let's say, right? Next one. He, he lets things go. He lets it slide. But when he gets angry, he's very, very, very hard to appease. So he, you could push him and push him and push him, but once you push this person to the brink, very difficult to to appease him after that. Again, the benefit that he gets for being very difficult to anger, he loses by being very difficult to appease. The third character trait, says the Mishnah, someone who is very difficult to make them angry, yet when they do get angry are easily appeased, is what we'll call a Hasid, a pious person. And the inverse. Very easy to anger and very difficult to appease. Rasha. That's somebody that we will say is an evil person. So first things we need to realize is that if the Mishnah is classifying people as a Hasid or Rasha, based on um, you know the way they, they respond to uh, things that could potentially anger them, that means that clearly it is in our power to behave. And our response is within our control, absolutely, because we wouldn't be called a Sadiq or Rasha if it was inherent in our nature to behave a certain way, so then why would we be called Rasha or Hasid? And therefore, clearly, no question about it. This is something that people can control. The question is we don't really realize that we can. And we just let things happen. Um, you know, we say uh, back, if we actually did this Mishnah, I think, earlier, right? right? And someone who can, you know, control his reactions is the real, is the real, real warrior, the real Gibor. So we look at the first characteristic of a character trait of this person, that's Noah Lichos and Noah Lirasot, right? So he's very easily angered and also very easily appeased. So he's a wishy-washy type of a guy, you know, he's got this personality that whatever happens in the moment, he's just reacting immediately, he's not thinking about the way he should be behaving. So what benefit does he have by the fact that he's easily forgives, that he's forgiven easily, but, you know, he forgives people for things. That's great, it's a great... But if you keep getting angry, so, again, waste of time, total waste of time. The Mara talks about uh, people that are, uh, you know, that forgive easily. Mara and Rosh Hashanah. 
We say there's a pasuk, avon someone who forgives sin, over pesha, he walks, you know, he lets it slide, right? So the Gemara says, well, lemi avon, who does Hashem forgive their sins? Le'over al-Pesha. Le'mishin, right? So someone who forgives their friend, then Hashem forgives them. So uh, they tell a story uh, over there in the Kmana, it's in Yudzayin, that uh, Rav Huna, the son of uh, Rav Yoshua, got sick, very sick. And Rav Papa came to visit. And he looked at this kid that was in the bed, and he says, uh, you know, go prepare the shrouds, get the coffin ready, this kid is not uh, not going to be healed. And uh, they started to prepare. And uh, sure enough, what do you know? The kid got healed. And uh, Papa was embarrassed uh, to, to even be seen walking by. You know, uh, one time he bumped into him and he says, listen, I says, he tells him, don't stop hiding from me. Don't worry about it. Uh, what you said was true. They said in Shamayim that I was supposed to die. And then... They, I, I, they, they let me go. They let me set me back to this world because I was a person that used to forgive. I let things slide, and they said in Shemaim, because he lets things go, we're going to let it go, and they sent me back. So you weren't wrong in the fact that you said that I wasn't supposed to be healed, but I was saved because of this. And again, there's another story in Masech um, Ta'anit. When there was no rain one time, and the Bili Ezer went to be the Hazan, and they, you know, they, they when they, when there is this, again depending on how long it has it rained for, there's an increasing types of tefillot that we have to keep on adding and fasts and all kinds of things that go on in Masechet Ta'anit. And they were at the end, at the wit's end. You know, they were at the the, the most stringent of the fasts and, and really bad drought. And the Bili Ezer gets up to be the Hazan, and he's praying and he's blowing shofar and all kinds of things and nothing. Nothing, no rain, no rain, no rain. So, okay, they said, okay, it's not working, we'll send up somebody else. They sent up Rabbi Akiva to be the Hazan instead of to be Eliezer. And he opens up and he says, Avinu Malkenu, Rahim Alenu. And all of a sudden, boom, clouds, rain, beautiful rain. Okay, so the people started murmuring, wow, wow, look at this. Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Eliezer. How could that be? Rabbi Eliezer was his rabbi. He's greater, that's not. So as it comes a bat call from the Shamaim, they hear a voice from heaven that says, it's not that Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Eliezer, it's that Rabbi Akiva is ma'avir al-midotav. He's not particular. He lets things go when things, when he had the right to be angry, he does not get angry. Rabbi Eliezer was a person that was more strict, and therefore he was not answered in tefillah, and Rabbi Akiva was answered. So moving on to the... Uh, Characteristic of the Hasid, Kashilich Os Venoah Lerasot Hasid. So we see anger is very, very difficult to make him angry and very easy to appease. We call him a Hasid. The Gemara in Pasachim says there are three people that Hashem loves someone who doesn't get angry, someone who doesn't drink too much and gets drunk on purpose, and someone that is not particular about you know those when they when people do something bad to him, he lets it slide. So the uh, they ask a question on this one. What, what's so important about not getting angry? Like, why is that on the list of things that make Hashem that Hashem loves these people? Um, and the Ben Yehoyada over there says that uh, that it's talking over here in the Gemara. It's talking about somebody that is careful not to get angry, even regarding a mitzvah. Meaning what? 
and he sees people that are transgressing, and he goes to talk to them, but he says it in a nice manner, in a calm manner, without screaming. That's who we're talking about Hashem loves. You know, people that are, that are Yerei Shamayim, people that are really fearful of God, don't want to get angry, ever. You have to be very careful with anger, because anger really is, Manah says, is Avodah person's nishama, according to the Zohar, according to Arizal, that your nishama leaves your body when you when you when you get angry, and you're replaced with a different nishama, a nishama of a goy. We don't want to think about that, but anyway, I don't want to get too heebie-jeebies on us. But clearly, we've seen people that are not in their right mind when they're angry. We understand that. We can see it. We know what that means. And and uh, and if Hashem loves the person, that when he's supposed to get angry, he calls himself back. And he does what needs to be done, but he does it without the anger. He does it with love. And he can come to somebody and can tell, give them proper rebuke with with you know with a smile. And you know people don't like to be attacked. Nobody, we, we, we you know I talk about that a lot. The only way to get through to anybody is by example and by talking nicely to them. It's the only way you will ever have anybody listen to you ever. Doesn't matter if it's you know in work. It doesn't matter if it's a friend. It makes no difference what type of relationship you're having with somebody. If you need to convince somebody to do something, the way to do it is to lead by example and to speak nicely. It is true that the Gemara does say that uh, that Tamidei Chachamim, you know, scholars sometimes have a little bit of you know a short fuse. And when I says, because the Torah is compared to ish, it's compared to fire, and the person who's filled with Torah is filled with fire, right? So sometimes they, you know, they just, they just let it go sometimes. And uh, that's why it needs the real, a real gibur to be able to hold back, to take that fire of the Torah and to let it out of them, benahat. We say, benahat nishma'im. If somebody goes, a rabbi is teaching somebody, he wants somebody to listen to him, you got to speak calmly. Screaming at people, yelling at people, is never, ever going to allow, first of all, it's, it's not, it's aib, it's, it's not kavodat farah. Somebody that, that, you know, that's on a level that people should be listening to needs to speak respectfully, he needs to behave respectfully at all times. It's the only chance they have to continue the gidul of the Torah, to raise up the, the kvot shamayim by being somebody that deserves to be called a rabbi. And that being said, doesn't mean that the rabbi can never scream. There are times, actually, when the Rambam says the rabbi does need to scream. Um, so, the Rambam says that uh, when a teacher is teaching and he sees that the kids, uh, the students, are daydreaming and wandering and not giving proper kavod to the Torah that's being taught, he needs to yell at them. And uh, not not out of ka'as, though. It can never be out of anger. Because anger is definitely something you want to be far away from. Like we talked about earlier with the midot of the Rambam telling you that that one, you got to stay as far away as possible. So you need to you need to yell at them you need to make them think you're angry, but you're not allowed to be angry. And my rabbi did this really well. He still does it a lot of times. And rabbi Aluf is a master at this. When he when when he when he wants to say something and he wants to get it across, and he and he can be very fearful. And two seconds later, he's joking around with you because he, it's not a place of anger. It's it's this sometimes. It's the only way you need to get the point across to the students. They tell a story of um, Rabbi Yisrael Salant. He was uh, teaching in the Keshi'ur, 
and he saw that the guy, you know, some of the people were daydreaming, wandering, you know, when they were being lazy, he was flying, they weren't, they weren't paying attention. And so he did what he had to do. The Rambam says he has to yell, he yelled, he starts screaming at them. Now he's a master, right, known for the Musar movement. So he's screaming at the students, how dare you, you have no kavod for the Torah. And every minute or two he would turn to the wall and whisper a little bit and then turn back and start screaming again at the students. It was very strange. So one of the kids, when he, when he turned around, snuck up and went to listen to what he was saying. And he was saying, what he was whispering to himself, over and over, was, Lo os balev. Lo os balev. Ela rak panim. He was telling to him, was talking to himself, don't let this anger get into your heart. Only show it on your face. Don't let it get in your, only show it on your face. Sometimes you need to show that stern face in order to get the kids to pay attention, to learn the Torah, whatever. But, but never, ever, ever that it should be a real anger, ever. As a parent, we can understand that. Sometimes you need to do that for your child as well. It's always going to, always going to love your child. Right? And sometimes, uh, right, the Gemara says someone who holds back the whip from their son, it's not literal, obviously, in these days we're not whipping our children, but it means that you're not tough on your child when they need to be tough, when they need to be tough, is actually doing the child a disservice. They need to have repercussions for their actions. It's the only way they're going to learn. All right, let's wrap it up with the last one. Noach lechos v'kashel rasot rasha. Right? So the Gmaran uh, Nidarim says, if you see a person that is this type of person, Noach lechos v'kashel ratzot, why is he called rasha? Because the Gmaran says, Yadua she'avonotav merubim mizichuyotav. Okay, because it's for sure somebody who's this this angry angry all the time and difficult to, to appease, it, his person has more avonot than he has zechuyot, more sins than merits. Pasuk from Mishle, Baal Chema Rav Pesha. Someone who has anger is a Rav Pesha. He has many sins. And that's why we can call him a Rasha, because it's the, it is the trait of, of this anger is causing the comes from being a rasha. That's what it comes from. So you see these people that are all the time huh? Yeah, this guy needs to do a little teshuva. Okay. Bnei Israel are known to be Rahmanim, Baishanim, Gomle Hasadim. We are all softies deep down. That's who we are. It's one of our things. We are the forefather, our forefather Abraham Avinu was Isha Hasid. The one that wants to do for everybody. So somebody who they zinged you, they did something not nice, they said something not nice, they did something. Okay, big deal. Let it go because believe me, the power of letting it go will give you the beracha because nobody's perfect and we're all going to have to ask Hashem to let it slide, Hashem. So if I can pull out of my pocket that card that says, I'm a guy who lets it go, Hashem will let it go for us too. I wish everybody a beautiful day.